Insulted is amazing. It's one of the best things that could happen to you. Why? Because when people want to hurt you, they're going to come after you with something real. Nobody throws an insult at you that they think is patently ridiculous. The things that they insult you for are the things that they know are going to get under your skin. And if you can take that in, if you can let that pain wake you up, to something that you may not have wanted to look at, if you can let that attack become something that empowers you because you're willing to listen, you're able to separate the message from the messenger. You're able to see that even though what they're trying to do is hurt you, that in there, there is a nugget of truth. And the way that I think about that is when people throw something at me, they're throwing a nugget of gold. And yes, it sucks every time you get hit in the face with a nugget of gold. But if you don't throw your defenses up, if you take that shot, suddenly at your feet is something very valuable, something that you can use. And all you have to do is be willing to pick it up, be willing to hold in your hand and look at it and see it for what it is, which is the truth. And in the truth, then you can see how you really are. And once you see how you really are, then you can make that change. But it all begins with the pain. It all begins with the suffering. It all begins with an insult. It all begins with something aimed to take you down. But when you have the mentality of a learner, when your identity is around self-improvement, when the thing that makes up who you are is your single-minded willingness to stare nakedly at your inadequacies, suddenly you can change. Suddenly, it doesn't hurt so much to have somebody say something. As long as it's true, you're willing to use it. As long as it's true, you're willing to take it on board and see how you can improve and get better. But first, you must stop being willfully blind to your inadequacies. You must stop being willfully blind to the mistakes that you make. You must stop being willfully blind to the areas that you need to improve if you want to achieve the things that you say you want to achieve. But that's where people get stuck. They get stuck in self-esteem. They get stuck building their self-esteem around something that is weak, something that is fragile, something that can be attacked. And that's why you have to build your self-esteem around something truly anti-fragile, something that the more it is attacked, the stronger it becomes. And the only thing that I've ever seen that's like that is to identify as the learner. Once you identify, once your very sense of self is that of someone who improves, someone who's willing to look at the truth, someone who's willing to hear the hard and difficult and painful truths about who you really are because you know that the thing that makes you great is your willingness to look at that and to improve. Once you have that mentality, once you're willing to push yourself and improve and become something extraordinary, that is the thing that's going to give you that pride and that sense of self-esteem because you were willing to stare at the things that you find ugly about yourself. Because you know you can make them beautiful. And that's the difference between the person who throws an insult at you. They have not yet figured that out. And they need to tear you down to try to make themselves bigger. 
but you don't need to do that because you have an aim. You know what you're trying to become and the relentless pursuit of that mandates that you accept who you really are right now as a means to figure out the new skill set that you need to acquire to live the life that you want to live. But focus only on that. Don't worry about people trying to tear you down. Don't worry about anything other than what is true, what is needed for you to cross the chasm of skill set to get from where you are to where you want to be. Because that is the most important question life is ever going to ask. Who do you want to become? And what's the price you're willing to pay to get there? So ask yourself right now, what price are you willing to pay for greatness?
Good evening, beautiful listeners. How are you doing out there? That was a bit of an abrupt end right there to that beautiful track there sang by Whitney Houston, All the Man That I Need. And at the top of the hour, we had learn from your critics. When people are saying bad things about you, when people are not on your side, when they're laughing and gossiping behind your back, is that a good or bad thing? Well, we got to learn from those ones that want or have things to say in our regard. And at the end of the day, we can only continue to be who we are. Blessed, loved and highly favoured. I am Wimbo77. And I am KJB. How are you doing, KJB? I am feeling a lot better. Thank you for asking. How are you? Yeah, likewise. As you can hear, we've had that, the lurgies that have been going around. It's so interesting because I spoke to this man on the phone this week and he was so full of cold. And I said, you've got those that horrible cold, haven't you? Mm. And he said yes, and he was still there working hard for our benefit, as it as it were. So, you know, to everyone that's not feeling too great, 100% out there, we're wishing you a speedy recovery. And it is that time, it is that season to be jolly, as they say. And yes, we... Um, are you looking forward to the break, KJB? Oh, my body definitely is. Mm, my body's looking mm. forward to the break. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, yes. Yeah, it, you know, we may be sick now or feel unwell, but it will pass. It will always it will pass, pass, won't it? So our question for this week, um, what is it? Mm. So I was taking a sip of water there. <laughs> um, main topic, our audience question. Mm. Okay. Is it okay to bring your children around a new lover before you get divorced? So we're talking about the kiddies here. We're talking about <clears throat> the children. And is it okay to bring someone new around them before you've even signed those divorce papers? We'll be looking at that and really the effects that 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 doing that may have on our young ones or even our older ones because... Um, everyone's affected when things change, aren't they? Yeah, I, and I think it'd be interesting to hear the comments. Mm, yes, and how other people see the same question because we've got a different eye view to what what that might mean for an individual. For sure, for sure. So, moving on swiftly, what is it that the GPs what they um wanting to strive for? In well, we're going into 2024 soon, beautiful listeners. But what are GPs striving to do f for the future now well, in the future? Well, they're trying to give us more autonomy, basically, mm. <clears throat> more mm. choice. Um, so, GP practices are evolving to ensure top quality care tailored mm. to our individual needs. It says your needs, but obviously, we're individual, so I'm going to say individual needs. That's right. So we know that transformation is underway within our GP practices throughout um, England. And as they adapt to deliver better patient care more efficiently, if you have a request care from um, GP practice team through online platforms or by telephone or by visiting the practice face to face, these visits, the GP practice, you know, with the receptionists, and a range of experts, health professionals, recruitment, recruited to support our um, practice teams are spearheading endeavours to ensure that all of us get the care that we need. Now, it, that's always, 
it's almost like a dream, isn't it, when we say that to a degree, right? Well, it is, but it's not. <laughs> it's 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 actually a reality because a lot of the um, GPs are now called GP practices mm. um, or clinics because now they've got more than they're multifunctional now. Yeah, a lot of the GP surgeries they they're not just got GPs in them now. There there are other other healthcare professionals attached to GP yeah. surgery. So it's it is it's not a pipe dream, it's actually happening. But whether it's becoming uh better for us mm. is the question. Right. Has so it improved things? Is it improving or is it going to stay the same? Is are we really gonna get the access that we want? Because we know across England there's over twenty nine thousand more health professionals from like physiotherapists, as you mm. rightfully said, and well-being advisors. And these are supporting GP practices. They provide a range of new services <clears throat> at, to communities. They serve um, kind of enabling the GPs to provide more appointments um, to patients who need their care the most within the actual GP practice. Mm, right mm, yeah i understand that yeah so I understand. so mm. when we seek assistance from our gp or general practitioner or you might say in the states if you're listening stateside hi there i didn't even say hello to all the chat room crew i didn't say hello to the worldwide listeners i didn't say hello to the tuning crew and i most definitely didn't say hi to the tiktok crew so please forgive me for not forgetting you but please forgive us we're not 100 percent tonight but yes, um, we 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 always enjoy your company Definitely. and enjoy your input too. So thank you so much for being with us. So when we speak, when we say GP here in the UK, we're talking about like the doctors or what? what yes, yeah, they call them the doctor or what do they call them in the states? The pediatrician, you know, all these kind of names. Yeah. What they're they're hoping to do is to have all of these services under one roof. Medical doctors. Now we normally go to the GP, to the GP or a doctor, and then they refer us on to other services. But what they're hoping to do in the UK is to have all these services under one roof. Yeah. So whether it's through a form on the GP practices website or through the receptionist questions, um, these questions are designed. They have this form and it helps us to see what the team you know to what they're they're offering to yeah, give well, us appropriate mm, mm, health care yeah yeah basically it's it's, it's to, to direct us triage us to what service mm. we particularly might want yeah and i think it's important to mention that the reason why they this is designed is because in certain catchment areas there's a lot of lack of medical support yeah yeah so what NHS England decided to do was, okay, what we're going to do, we're going to amalgamate some services, put them in the GP practice. So um, in this particular area, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's, you know, the, the medical attention in that area is quite low. The health um, of these people not being addressed mortality rates are high so mm. they they say right we need to access these areas to get to get them as it says 
the best medical care. Mm. How can we do this? Instead of having five, six services here, there and everywhere, which some people can't do, we'll try and amalgamate, put it in one place and see how that works. The thing is, <clears> like you rightfully <throat> said, so it's really dependent on where you live in the country as well. So in London, there's a lot more services that are available compared to someone that, say, lives in the countryside somewhere. They've got to come into London, possibly to get treatment. And I heard, I'm sure, last week it said that, so when it comes to people that have cancer, for instance, they <clears throat> referral rates or them getting the treatment just as quick as someone that maybe in London would get it is quite limited. Yeah, so maybe within these GP practices, I don't think they'll have oncology and stuff, but maybe they will. I don't know. No, n no, they won't. They but they'll have access to oncology. But the thing is, there's more oncology um, clinics, right? Per se, in London, yes. than you get outside London. I think like that's what you're saying. So a lot of people have to travel or come in, or mm. they have to go to a different area to get that treatment. So if they live in the country, there might be. They might need the treatment, but they might have to go to a city nearer to where they are. Mm, mm. So, and I think that's the problem. Sometimes it's, it's just catchment area and obviously um, distance. Yeah, but what they're saying now with this GP practice, um, how we're going to access a range of health and well-being services throughout the actual GP practice that you go to, that this means not... You you will be referred, but it be within the GP practice. Mm, I mean, mm, that was just mm. a very broad one oh, is it broad one because like an i know that like an yeah like especially an when it comes to cancer it's yeah, something slightly it is, different that is, probably is, can't is, be treated is. within the your gp mm -mm, mm -mm, but there mm -mm. are things like such yeah. as physiotherapy where yeah, yeah. where i know that my gp that they have a, a physiotherapist there now which is great mm -hmm. because then you don't have to go outside or wait months or even years for to to see a physiotherapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and all that's trying to do is obviously bring down the waiting list, mm. but also it's 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 to stop bed blocking or, or hospital kind of um, kind of bottlenecks. Right. So it frees up the space. Yeah, so it frees up space, and obviously they then they can bring more seriously ill or seriously needed treat patients that need that treatment at the into, hospital into the hospital yeah yeah so there's, there's a reason why they're doing it so <clears throat> the staff in your practice your gp practice beautiful listeners that's from the receptionist team they're fully trained or specially trained to know about the services available to you at your gp sur surgery <clears throat> locally and in your area so we noticed as well in our area that as well as having services within your gp there's little clinics that are dotted about the place. Yeah, that's yeah? what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're doing now. So yeah. they know this information. So mm -hmm. they'll provide you with what's available. The information that you need to be treated is always confidential, but this enables them to access your needs and direct you to the right care with the right professional as quickly as possible mm. so that's good so your receptionist is actually a good port of call it is because because obviously if because the way they've done this they mm. also know they got to have the computer systems in place because obviously you got to have uh, internal records from one place to another mm. about your care and the treatment that you've had in the past and mm. that's why the reception should be able to pinpoint what you need because they will have that info should have the infrastructure on 
on a computer mm. and therefore they'll be able to um, direct you to where you need to go. That's what should happen. That's what should happen. And the main thing is that work they're working for your that for your benefit. Supposedly. So whatever it is that you need, they should be there for your needs. <coughs> if you, you know, should be there for your needs. So this Sharon Kay, this is that she spoke from the Weekly Gleaner. She lives in London, and recently had a good experience with her local surgery. And um, she said she had concerns about her blood pressure. And felt that it needed to be checked. So she went to the doctor for an appointment. And the GP's reception team was attentive and listened to what she wanted. They looked at the availability and gave a same day appointment for later that afternoon with the GP locum. Who had a lot of experience with high blood pressure. So instead of her waiting for a week to see her own GP. She was able to see the locum GP that had experience in that area. And she was able to be seen in the on the that actual same day, so that's really quite good as well, isn't it? it it's good. It's good because mm. she was um, she was physically able to yeah. get to her GP. Yeah, and then she was physically able to go back for an appointment. I think where it in the, scrap, the discrepancies are, if I can say that, is if people are not physically able to get to the GP. Okay, but then you can get someone to call in on their behalf or they can, again, phone in. Like it said, that you can even contact them by phone, online Mm, to book mm, an appointment, mm. by they've got apps to book appointments. So by doing that, and I must say that that happened to me today. So I got received a, a message from my GP that said, right, you need to come and get a review on something. So I had to press a link from that link. I had to go in, book the appointment that I wanted, was able to book it and it's done. You know, I know some people aren't um, tech savvy. I I understand that. But then there's always they've always possibly got someone that's even if it's a carer that's there that can help them navigate this system in order to get what uh, seen. I agree right? with you. Yeah, they do. But sometimes the difficulty is sometimes they get put on a list, which is a callback list by the GP. So they're right. not they don't necessarily get called at the time someone's called on their behalf. Mm. They have to wait for the afternoon or the evening to get a call back. And sometimes they don't even get a call back. Sometimes they get a call back the day after. Right. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes they miss the call because the care is attending to them or in the bathroom and they mm. can't. So they, they, I'm not saying it's there's no... There's no perfect system, don't get me wrong. No. There's no perfect system. But, you know, there are still people out here that are still sometimes struggling to get to grips with the way... It's the, the change, direction. isn't it? Yeah, the, the change. Change is difficult. Change is mm. hard. Mm. Mm. So in order to access the change, it, it must be quite difficult for like maybe the old, older generation. Would it, are you saying it's the older generation or maybe those ones that are disabled no, um, to get what they need? Yeah, just it's just sometimes it's it's the issues are like you said. Sometimes they don't. They've got difficult conditions. Sometimes they they've got issues with their cognition, issues with movement and and mobility. Um, you know, the carers come. They come for for like half an hour, forty five minutes. Sometimes an hour, and I'm not saying these things are not being done, but sometimes there can be deal a delay, right? So in, see, in getting things for those type of people. So say, That's what I'm saying. um, your GP 
practice team um, was pertaining to the reception team. Yeah, they're trained to understand what the service is accessible to you are. So what I think what this is trying to say is what the GPs are trying to do at this moment is to help their clients, what do you call patients, say, right, this is what's available in your local area. This is what's available within the, the team, the GP team. And they can then navigate you to where or signpost you to where you have to go. But what you're saying is, is possibly that some people aren't savvy that or know that these this is available because they can even even if they are elderly, they can still take their time to get to the GP and find out what is there for them. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that, that mm. people are not savvy. I think sometimes, like I said, some catchment areas, um, some people are, are not always health conscious regarding information. Right. That is out there for them as individuals. And sometimes that, that information takes time for it to reach certain catchment areas or certain individuals within. And that's why we're speaking about it on the radio, beautiful listeners. This is why we're saying that now the GPs, what they are doing, what they are doing is that they are evolving and they want to ensure that they provide top quality care tailored to your needs. So if you are somewhere in an isolated area, if you are somewhere, someone that doesn't have a carer that can um, help you in that regard if you're someone that even doesn't have a young child or someone that can help you you can always call your GP and tell them whatever it is that you're going through and ask them if there are any services available within your area that you live in that you can that they can signpost you to being seen quicker than it would than having to wait months on the NHS for the treatment that can be done within that short space of time regardless of the area that you live in and I think that's what they're I'm not and I think that's what they're trying to achieve Mm. um it'd be interesting to see obviously it's only I don't know how long um it's been I think it's been a couple of years there they've been tailoring this this type of system and, mm. it, and it is happening more where you are, like you said, there are services amalgamated into a clinic and working alongside the GP mm. and making it easier for people to 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 get their individual needs catered for regarding yeah. their healthcare, which I think is a brilliant thing. I so, think it really is a good thing. So as has been said, your GP's practice reception team, they're trained to understand the services accessible both within your GP practice and locally. So telling them what you need, they can ensure that you receive the appropriate care from the right health professional. So regardless of how you get in touch with them, so they mm. they offer facilitating prompt appointments with suitable health care, identifying services accessible with GP referral and scheduling appointments for other types of health help you may not know about now i know within our surgery we even have a nurse there so she she takes care of if you had to go for instance to a place to go and get blood tests she has bookings in the morning that you can go there and you can get your blood test done. So you, brilliant. So it's all at the GP service, and, and then that gets sent off. And that's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's so brilliant because some people can't always get to a hospital appointment for a blood test before you would have to go to a hospital or a clinic 
to get a blood test, which is out, might be outside your catchment area, and then you have to get a mini cab or, or whatever you have to get. But it, it's you know it's money and it can be expensive and it can be quite frightening. Yes, if you're not sure where you're going. So this this cuts all that out. You, you know your GP. You know where your GP surgery is. Hopefully, you would have built a rapport with the people that work within that 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 GP service, and you feel comfortable going to them or calling them, knowing that um, their main concern is getting the right care for you. It's not about the right care they think they think you need. Mm. It's about what you need, and that's yeah. what the health service should always be about. It should be for you by you. Mm. So they have care, care. I'm just going to do a list of all the things and how they link together, beautiful listeners. And then if you have any concerns or queries, give your GP a call. So they have care coordinators along with social prescribing link workers, as well as paramedics, physiotherapists and physician associates, health and wellbeing coaches, clinical pharmacists, pharmacy technicians and nursing associates so what we're going to do beautiful listeners is we will put that link into the chat box and you can tap into that it's called the nhs.uk forward slash gp services all right so we'll put that into the chat box and so you can see and go and have a look for yourself and see what the these services do and yeah, let us know what you think, okay? So, beautiful listeners, we'll see y'all in five.
shout out to DJB Funk out of Munich. How are you doing, DJB Funk? Great show on Saturday. We always have a funky good time with DJB Funk every Saturday from 10 until midday. And how are you doing, Mark Philogene out of Bremen? Some sweet things last night, Mark. With your reggae flavour. And you can catch Mark every single Sunday from 2 and 4 until 6. Every single Saturday from mid- midday. And every Monday from 6 o'clock. And I liked how you throw down the soul on Sunday, Mark. Give a big shout out to Guest 570 from Barrow in Finesse. And Guest 683. Also shout out Pele and give you a belated birthday. And also Wendy McPherson sending you belated Earth strong wishes. Guest 663 out of Hayes and guest 787 out of Salford. I'm giving a big shout out to Naturally Lily. Hope you're feeling better. And that was the sounds right there of Stevie Wonder. And don't you worry about a thing. And we're going to have it. Really, I don't know how we're having it tonight, to be fair. Just a bit of nice, mellow music tonight, I think. Winding down for the year. 2023 into 24. Sounds right here with MJ. And now is a good time to actually start looking in the mirror, don't you think, beautiful listeners? And reflecting on the year that we've had. Let's start with ourselves, okay? Don't forget you can catch DJ Laro from... Eight until ten tonight. Followed by J Hope from ten until midnight.
just a piece of clay I was formless You gave me a new name With the breath of life I now live abundantly All I needed was the power of And the blood on Calvary But too much power Can sometimes turn to shame Too much desire Sometimes make you feel the same But forgive me, yes It's how you win the game I beg the truth, now I know the truth And that is when you came and said I was beautiful Loved and blessed I'm better than the day before Cause you made me confess that I am Everybody wants fame Always trying to break you down Thinking that it'll raise them up I just wanna be happy Come take this bitter cup from me Robert or ever Write down my life story I could truly say We love the fame and glory I was just a piece of clay In need of the potter's hand when you whispered in my ear The words I sung now understand Oh, beautiful Loved and blessed I'm better than the day before Cause you made me confess that I am Beautiful Loved and blessed When you're free, you're really free indeed All you gotta do is just plant the seed Everything you made you say before the fall of man, you said Every time I walk in faith You let me see another day Before the earth was made, you said I will lead the way in your Knowledge and understanding, understanding is good And when I wake up in the morning, all I hear in my hood Is people saying that they're Beautiful, beautiful Will you rescue me from the darkness And now I just must confess You know, what are the factors that lead someone to have this type of longevity mm -hmm. in a, a career like this? Uh, you know, where women are judged and, and black women, there's not a lot of roles. And I thought she seems so 
aware of yep. who she is. Very she much operates so. from the gut. She picks a script based on if she gets chills. How she feels. Yeah. Yes, and she doesn't yeah. want to, to talk about her performance. Nope. You know, she's just going to go do it. And nope. did you get that sense well, that she knows This is the is? thing, Anne-Marie Green, good to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> I love how she says that every morning. But this is the thing. She says that she loves what she does so much that she actually balked when I asked about aging. She goes, you know, we don't even need to talk about aging. It is not a big deal. But go, Sisley, this is a big deal that you're 90 and you do this. She goes, why is this a big deal? I'm healthy, I love what I do, and I will continue to do this for as long. So she doesn't really focus on that whatsoever. Gail, it definitely got emotional for both of you at yes. times during the interview. Yeah. What was the biggest takeaway for you? Well, I, you know, she caught me off guard when she did the latter thing about uh -huh. black women. Uh, I wasn't expecting, I didn't know what she was going to say, but it's the way that she said it and her face and when she did the hands and everybody, women in particular, you know, where you just felt you work as hard as you can and then for whatever reason it doesn't work out and how we take all that in. And she just doesn't do that. You know, she just continues, she perseveres. But I thought she said it in such a very powerful way. It, it did, it, it really did get to me. Mm -hmm. Caught me off guard. It was interesting uh, what she said about Miles Davis. Compared to how she described herself, that she talks about how she didn't drink, doesn't yes. drink, doesn't smoke. Yes. I mean, I thought. You were just on the cover of this month's <laughs> issue of Elle magazine. Uh, <laughs> and it's their Women in Hollywood issue. I, I, let me ask you this. How is it being a woman in Hollywood today different for you than when you started? Let me just interject a little story here. When I did the movie Sounder, I was sent to Europe to promote it. I went to Paris, and there they decided, Elle magazine decided they wanted to do a cover story on me. And so we had a date, photographer went out in the street, up and down, all over. It was a glorious day. Um, took pictures here, there, and everywhere. And then he took me to a confectionery store. It was set outside, and um, he offered me a seat, and then he disappeared. When he came back, he came back laden with a bowl about that size, with ice cream up to here, and whipped cream, and cherries, and this, that, and the other, and said to me, eat it. I said to him, uh-uh. <laughs> I said, I, I don't eat ice cream. He said, of course you do. Everybody eats ice cream. And this place is known for the best ice cream in Paris. So, you know, enjoy yourself. Sorry, I do not eat dairy products. Oh. oh. He said, oh, that's nonsense. Just taste a little bit. I said, you don't understand. I'm a vegetarian, and I do not indulge in dairy products. So I'm sorry, I cannot do that. And so he decided that he was going to spoon feed me, right? <laughs> <laughs> he took the spoon, picked it up, put a little bit, and started to bring it to my, and I just took my hand and put it down. And I said, you, you don't seem to understand what I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that I am not going to eat this, okay? So we should, you know, do something else. So he said, 
you really not going to eat it? I said, no. He said, well, we won't do the story. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and I got up. <laughs> and I went and got into the car and was driven back to my hotel. Forty years later, here comes <laughs> a call that they want to do a cover story on me. I said, who? No, you, 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 you ain't you, forgot. No, 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 no. I said, you're mistaken. I think they've made a mistake. They don't mean me. So I told them the story. They said, well, they don't remember it, obviously. So <laughs> they came and they interviewed me and we had this wonderful shoot and everybody's going crazy. And I said, they're going to find out that they, <laughs> that they turned, um, uh, they turned me down about 40 years ago, and they're not going to print this story. Well, they never found out until I told them. And they have gone absolutely bananas over this cover. Really? They have gone absolutely bananas over this cover. Sounds right there, beautiful listeners, of Cicely Tyson. And, wow, wasn't that amazing? She, we know, sadly, she did pass away um, in January, January 28th, um, 2021, age 96, age 96, KJB. And she was the Academy, Academy Award winner, Presidential Medal of Freedom, Tony Awards, Emmy Award winner. And that right there, beautiful listeners, was Cicely Tyson. Do, do you remember who Cicely Tyson um, was KJB when I was younger mm-hmm. obviously there was a lot of <coughs> excuse me a lot of actress and act- actresses that were they were out there yeah. I didn't but Cicely Tyson someone I didn't really kind of see on a silver screen till I was like older right um, you don't remember Roots I know she was in yeah, there with yeah, uh, Maya Angelou I remember Roots but but I remember, I remember Roots, but I don't remember all the actors in Roots. Mm, some of them mm. I do, some of them I don't. I don't remember her. But thankfully, later on in life, we have watched movies with her in it. Yeah, and she she's an ama- she was an amazing actress. Yes. Absolutely amazing actress. Well, she was born on this day, December nineteenth, twenty nineteen twenty four, in Harlem, New York. And obviously she died in 2021. She was a model, actress, a video portrayal of strong African-American woman. And her birth year, well, her birth year is generally believed to be 2024 or 1924, should I say. So, in fact, if it was next year, that's like 100 years, right? Yeah. She did die at 96 years ago. 96 years of age wow she lived very because she was a vegan yeah she was a vegetarian sorry a vegan not a vegetarian she was was a vegetarian vegetarian yeah okay so she she was very healthy she was very conscientious Mm. um and because she was so committed to presenting only a only positive images of a black woman yeah that kind of stifled her early career Mm, mm. Um, in in films and television, but yeah. then she did have a breakthrough film. 
So she was from the Caribbean island of Nevis <coughs> and grew up in a devoutly religious household in Harlem. So she was discovered by a fashion editor and that was at Ebony magazine and she quickly rose to the top of the modelling world. So in 1957, she began acting off-Broadway productions and the following decade, she appeared in several short-lived Broadway shows. Tyson won minor roles in a few feature films before portraying Portia in the 1968 film version of Carson McCullough's The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. So a lot of these films, again, we won't really know of them, but she started her career as a model. And you can understand why. She was absolutely beautiful. She was stunning. Even (laughs) even watching some of the snippets of her interviews, you can see she she must have been a beautiful woman. And she didn't look 96 at all. Never. It's just the way she lived her life, isn't it? It's the way she lived. Wow. So because she was committed to presenting only positive images of black women, um, Tyson initially did not have any steady work in the film and television, as you rightfully said there, KJB. Her next notable role was as Rebecca Morgan in the popular and critically acclaimed film Sounder. That was done in 1972, for which she received an Academy Award nomination for Best Actress. And in 1974, she appeared in perhaps her best known role, that of the title character in the drama, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, adapted from the eponymous novel by Ernest J. Gaines, her performance as a 110-year-old woman whose life depicted up from slavery through the civil rights movement in the 1960s won her two Emmy Awards. Mm. Wow. So that's amazing. So we know that she did Roots. <clears throat> we definitely... I mean, she was very young when she done Roots, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. Well, 77, isn't it? Mm. So um, I was quite young myself. So as I said, in today's... Um, TV and films. Some of them characters from Roots, I, I do remember, mm. but I, I, I kind of remember her and I don't. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to say I do, but as I said, we were very fortunate because later on in years we was able to see some of her films. It's quite funny. I said that she was quite young. If she'd done that mm. in '77, mm. that means that she was 43 when mm. she played the role of having. Was it Kunta Kinte was her son, wasn't it, in Roots? I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So she was she was 43. But again, like we said, she looked amazing, didn't she? She really did live a good life, a really good life. So she subsequently took on supporting roles as well in te- um, television um, roles. Mm. And um, also, like you said, Roots based on Alex Haley's books. And the woman Brewster's place, nineteen eighty nine. And now I do know I have seen her in quite a lot of programmes, but up until our time and more recently, what whose films was it that we used to see her? Oh, in? Tys- um Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. So he brought her again. And that's one thing I do love about Tyler Perry, that he he made a platform for a lot of black actors and actresses. That obviously they're there in Hollywood, but again they only get those limited roles. Whereas he gave them good roles, I guess in and, in his and, movies and, and good scripts. Some yes. of the script, I'm not saying all. I'm not going to sit here and say all these films were hit hit the mark. Mm. But the ones that I remember watching regarding where Cicely Tyson was performing, yeah, they were strong films. Yeah, they were strong films, and the way you know 
the roles that she she chose, she she threw herself in them. She was she, so good. She never held back. She really she didn't. She just she played the role, um, which was amazing. If I'm sure there's listeners out there who have seen some of these films we're discussing. Let us know, beautiful you know, listeners, know if you know of any of the roles that Cicely Tyson played in, and. It's it's just wonderful to to see. I mean, she passed 21, 2021, um, 96 years of age. Amazing career, mm. um, you know, and really it's just wonderful that we had these greats that have gone before us. We've learned so much from them. And like it said, she would only play strong roles, strong black roles. And that's a good thing. That is a really good thing. So apart from her acting career, though, Tyson was known for her relationship with jazz musician Miles David. Um, They were married in 1981 to 88. Mm. And she was honoured by Congress of Racial Equality, the National Association for Advancement of Coloured People. That's the NAACP, NAACP and the National Council of Negro Women in 1977. She was introduced to the Black Filmmakers Hall of Fame. And she was named a Kennedy Center honoree in 2015. The following year, Tyson was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And in 2018, she received an honorary Academy Award. Tyson's memoir, Just As I Am, written with Michael or Michelle Burford, was released days before her death in 2021. Wow. So that's, I think I'm going to look for that book, Just As I Am. She was a. As as it as it said in the in one of the comments, yeah, in one of the snippets we heard, she was a trailblazer. Trailblazer, yes. absolute trailblazer. Yeah, and everything she done, she did with everything she had. She never left of anything. <laughs> she didn't off do things screen. by half, did she, she? She she fully fully threw herself in whatever films that she'd done and i know there's a couple that we i'm going to definitely have a look for them and the lovely thing beautiful listeners is now we can definitely find some of these films on youtube they are there (coughs) so fried green tomatoes i know that one i've seen that one Mm -hmm. fried green tomatoes and there's a couple of Mm -hmm. you were saying no i was gonna say for for um what's the one for colored girls Yes. She was in that one as was well. She for Coloured Girls. No, no I don't think she was in that no, one. No, which one was she in? Um, family, that, not the family. Uh, family Reunion. Yeah, Family Reunion. Was one that's of them. The but she was, she was, that wasn't There's, the only she was in a couple. Tyler Perry yeah, movie yeah, she was in. But that's the one that comes to mind. So, yeah. it, honestly, if you haven't had the opportunity to see her mm. on the screen, or have a big screen, small screen, if you can get hold of a couple of her films you can type like you said you type her in it will come up please watch some of these few movies that's right beautiful listeners and we were there speaking of our beautiful sister Cicely Tyson and remembering the life of work that she came and gave and she will be greatly missed beautiful listeners we'll see y'all in five I 
Flavors that I'd meet. Everyone out there on TuneIn. Give a big shout out to George Flavors, Sal and Malaysia. And And how are you doing, Chrissy? Winding down for the holidays. And a well deserved break, I'm sure. Shout out Kushiman, right there on the top. Shout out John John and Marjak and families. Give a big shout out to DiCarlo. Gal Gal on your holes. Your travels and Goldie, how you guys doing? Sounds right here of Luther Vandross and Don't You Know. Okay, beautiful listeners, that was the sounds right there of Luther. And I'm not sure why this one doesn't want to play right now. But we're going to take this one right to the top because it is a big tune. A really big one, this one.
take you back to this one because it's a slightly slower version so you can feel the full essence of it all. Say big high five 
to all the DJs right here on All Flavors Radio. And it was such a pleasure to meet some of you all on Friday. Show now, J-Hope. Catch J-Hope tonight. Maybe they from 10 until midnight. As well as DJ Laro from 8 until 10. Crooksy 8 or should I say Crooksy 917 and Corey E8 of Jermaine Edwards and make you smile. Sounds right there, Jermaine Edwards, and make you smile. What a beautiful, beautiful song. At the end of the day, I want to make you smile. And that's what life is all about. It's so funny. I was with my student today and um, it was hilarious because I said to him, you make me laugh. You make me laugh. He's an autistic young boy, you know, and laugh. He related with that word and started laughing. And then we saw this video this guy he was just laughing and busting up laughing on the tube and it was just like so infectious that everyone else laughed at the same time as well so smiling does the same thing beautiful listeners when we smile it's infectious and everyone else smiles around us too so kjb we've spoken about the shake up in the the with gp practice and how they want to make services available to their patients We've also spoken about Cicely Tyson tonight. But what is our question for this evening? 
the audience question is is it okay to bring your children around a new lover mm. or partner before you get divorced mm. is it important to is it okay to do that now we're going to go and, and look at that briefly soon beautiful listeners but first kjb has brought it to my attention um, we saw an article, wasn't it, about the puffer jackets and so forth. Yeah, do you yeah. want to give us a, a heads up on that, please? Well, you know, it's just it's at the moment because of the time of year. Um, there was an article about certain types of jackets. Mm. One was a, like a North Face puffer jacket. Yeah, and the other one was like a, a Canadian goose jacket, which which cost a lot of money, but it's you know these jackets are very warm, and th- these the couple of particularly these jackets are being targeted on the underground mm. um, and, and people who are wearing these particular jackets are being targeted yeah <clears throat> so just to be aware obviously as well in addition to that we know phone thefts yes are also on the increase yeah so I thought I'd just bring that to you I thought I'd just bring that to the, our listeners' attention, mm. just to be aware of your surroundings. If you're coming off the tube, going on the tube, and obviously if you're walking home, yeah. just, just be aware of who's around you, what's around you. And that's not just in the evening, beautiful mm. listeners, that's mm. in the daytime mm. as well. I mean, I was out yesterday walking and I have a bag, uh, carry lots of stuff in it. It's quite a heavy bag with all my papers and whatnots. And I had to walk through an alley I don't know why I chose to walk that way through the alleyway and there was these like guys looking a bit shifty and shady being a woman as well just walking by herself mm-hmm. um, but listen I've got my keys on my, my, my long thing I'll tell you something that I, w- I won't go down without a fight but still we don't want to have to be in that position yeah as I said but you know just be vigilant be mm, aware mm, be safe mm, mm, okay mm. and sometimes yeah we we buy these things because of the warmth and to for our protection isn't it sometimes but there's other sometimes that are needing more out there it's, at times as well isn't I there I have no idea why these jackets have been targeted but as I said it's it, these are the particular jackets that are are being highlighted mm. by the police. So just be aware if you've got those kind of jackets, just be aware of what's around you, who's around you. And ideally as well, mobile phones. We know that's that that is a and on the increase people I'm sure people are aware of that. Yes. So yeah, day or night. Be safe. Just please be safe, be safe. beautiful listeners. Be safe. So we're going to our questions. We have nothing in WhatsApp corner, really. We know that um, the festive season is upon us. So lots of us are winding down. So not really much opportunities there on WhatsApp corner. So we'll see what it's like or ask the question, is it okay to bring your children around a new lover before you get divorced? Now, new partners to your kids. How to tell when your kids are ready and the new love... uh, ready and the new love will last okay so there's key points there really when we're speaking about bringing someone new around our children especially if you're not divorced from your partner yet okay so maybe waiting until the children are ready to meet a new partner improves the chances that the new relationship will succeed these are some key points that i can't even remember the article that i got it from and also when introducing new our children to a new partner parents should typically wait until the relationship is strong 
and has lasted at least nine to 12 months. Mind you, if that's the case, um, how long does it take to get a divorce? <laughs> I'm not I, I, sure. I think, I, th- I think these are just, that I think that's, I would assume that's a guideline. Because right. I'm assuming every, every relationship um, is different. Every, every partner mm. is different. Some yeah. things, you know, so I'm assuming that's a guide, but that's a difficult one. I think uh, you need to, I guess you need to talk to your kids and gradually introduce the thought of meeting someone you, else. Meeting someone else. I don't think nine, 12 months isn't, isn't, it's just like a guideline. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you can say, oh yeah, nine, 12, this is what I'm going to do. It doesn't always work like that. You know, relationships, individual people are primed differently but this is talking about before you get divorced yeah this is what I'm trying to say we're primed everybody primed even though you're getting a divorce and you mm. might uh, you know and that person who you're now attached to has got nothing to do with your divorce it's easy for them to get dragged into something yeah messy and we know and we know kids unfortunately kids um, can be used mm. in a divorce yeah and you know they can you know, they the kid the, the the parents can prime their children to play one off against the other. Do you remember that film we saw on Netflix? It was it was an English film, and the the was it the husband was the mum left the children, the mum actually walked out and left the kids, but the and the husband was left to look after them, and so he started seeing this woman. And because of that, the the woman left. She went about her business, oh, yeah. doing whatever she done. She she went off, and because she he met this woman, she wasn't a very nice woman. And did she mistreat the children? Yeah, to a degree. She asked them to do specific things. Um, the the oldest son he didn't particularly like this woman, and but the mum came back, and then they, everything went to court. And the mum ended up winning the children because he wouldn't give up the relationship with the woman. Yeah, she was a bit, I don't know if she was a bit sadistic or she, there was something, there was something happened between yes. <clears throat> this man and this woman. And because he went to court and the issues that this woman had, even though he had done, every, bent over backwards, know, bent over backwards yeah. and really raised the kids Right, he lost custody because it turned out that the daughter wasn't his, wasn't it? Yes, the daughter wasn't <gasps> oh, his. Gosh, some of the things right. we've spoken about, beautiful listeners, like the, the, what the son was the his, unraveling, but, but the daughter wasn't his, and so obviously that 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 threw a spanner yeah, in the works. And yeah, it, and it, it was it, awful. It, yeah, in in the end, he lost custody of both. I think because of the situation. <sighs> yeah, it's difficult because I think he thought that the wife was doing things. Yeah, to destabilize his his um, relationship, his with, relationship this with, his, with this other woman, but, but the other wasn't. woman should not have been brought in. I personally think until that divorce was finalized, <clears throat> he got his children because he chose. He literally chose a woman over the children. But this is not what we're we're saying. We're saying should uh, how long should someone wait until they introduce someone new? And we were talking about it like in the case of divorce, weren't we? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it highlights it takes minimum of six months to get divorced. It could take longer. That's when it's straightforward. And that's the problem. And obviously the kids, 
and, and because there's because we're talking about children as well involved, mm. it can take a bit longer. Yeah. Because obviously it's important to to make sure the happiness and the welfare of the child comes yes, first. Always even comes before first. the relationships that we that that have now transcended. Yeah. With the with the separation of those of the parties. It's all about the children first. So it makes a point that the integration should be gradual. Start with a brief meeting in a neutral place and let your ex spouse know ahead of time. So mm. you've got to let your let your ex spouse know that you're going to take your children to meet someone else. And there lies the, the dynamite, the, the powder peg. Dependent on how the split came. Mm. And then, but you have to keep them informed, I guess. I know it's important that you, t- you tell them because you don't want, you don't want your kids then to go to your ex-spouse and, you know, in conversation, they, mm. they bring up, oh, daddy is, you know what I mean? That's not, that won't help the situation. No, like it said, integration it cause more more issues. Integration means bringing them in. Mm. It's a slow process. Mm. It's gradual, very gradual. And, and 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 it's not always easy because, like you said, you don't know how the separation or divorce came about. So mm. it might, it, it, you know, initially it might cause a lot of lot of, um, you know, contention. Yeah. A lot of sparks, a lot of sparks. So let's have a listen to some um, case studies mm-hmm. and see how these young people felt about their mother <clears throat> or father bringing in a new mate. So this nine-year-old Tina, it's not her real name, its name's been changed. She confines that her dad has a new girlfriend and that she came over for dinner last night Lucy sat in my chair. Lucy's a new girlfriend. She sat in her chair, in the daughter's chair. I'm always next to daddy and he didn't tell her it was my seat. Mm-hmm. Tina sobs as she relates this to me. Well, that's quite sad, isn't it? So the woman comes in, sits in the child's chair that the child always sits next to the father and the dad didn't say nothing about it. And this is the point with that guy that, you yeah, know, the this, court thing. Yeah, the court thing. This is what I'm saying. Sometimes, and that's why... I, I said it has to be gradual in the sense that you need to work with your children. Yes. And get them to understand this is the situation, but also listen to what they're saying. And she was upset. The little girl was upset because the father brought in that new person, really, mm. and wasn't straight with them. Let her sit in her seat. Mm. And it obviously affected her because she's sobbing and she's relating as she was speaking about it. Mm. What about Jenny's story? Kim? Yeah, Jenny, she, she, this young girl's 14. Mm. And, and she tells a story that she, uh, meeting her mum's new boyfriend, she says it was annoying. <laughs> and he was trying too hard to be funny. And watching them, you know, snuggle up on, on, on the sofa, she said it was horrible. Yeah. So um, outward signs of affection in front of the children might not be a great thing. Initially, well, well, both so far, what I've learned from 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 both young people that mm. that have told their stories that they weren't listened to, yes, or they maybe they felt they weren't able to say what they wanted to say. This person just coming in, yeah. infiltrating their space, and, and then and they, they just had to deal with they it. They have to deal with it, and they're not getting the opportunity to yeah. discuss how they feel. Another one, Jan. She said, Jan says he retreated to his room and blasted the music. His dad hates when his dad calls him out to meet his new girlfriend 
no way am I ready for that, he says angrily. He refuses to leave his room. So, like you said, the voices of the young people have to be listened to. And is it if you do split at those tender ages, because look, one's 14, one's 16, it does, and one's nine years old. And all of in all of these cases, they felt really uncomfortable. And what was the reason why we spoke about this, KJB? There was something that happened why we said about the divorce. Is it good to bring someone new around your children? It will come to us. I can't remember. So after a divorce, it's normal to want to date, explore new relationships or find new love. And you might want to show yourself that you're still attractive or worthy of loving attention. You may think you are ready to move on. But the problem is that your children generally aren't ready to move on, nor are they ready for you to reconstruct the family with a new partner. How will you know when your children are ready? Oh. I think it goes back to what you said, KJB. What's that then? Having a discussion with your children. And uh, that's what it boils down to. Or keeping it outside the house. No, but you, you, I think it's difficult. Like I said, because you think about it, you're, you're trying to develop a new relationship because you feel you're ready. Mm. You're trying to deal with a divorce. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, you're trying to deal with that fallout of that, which is the emotional well-being, the physical well-being of, of, of your family, your children, if there are children involved. Yeah. So you're trying to juggle all three of these things. Um you need to talk to those who are involved in all three of those scenarios. Mm. You can't just assume that because you're you're dealing with one, everything else will fall into place. Mm. As we've seen by the examples, children are very perceptive. We might not think they're not listening or understanding and feel like, well, I'm going to keep them out of it because, you know, I, I don't want to... But they're in it. Mm. <laughs> you can't keep... You can't lock children out of a situation that they're in. So you need to come clean and you need to talk to them. So that might mean you not going into any kind of relationship until the mental and physical well-being of your children are, are, yeah. are, are sorted. And like the point really. said at the top, the integration should be gradual. It has to be slow. That was a very slow. short meeting in a neutral place, so not at your house, snuggling up on the couch. <laughs> neutral ice cream or for a walk in the park and you meet up and then you part ways, you don't, you know, mm, mm. just have the children's feelings in in and mind. And, and the research says that waiting until the youngsters are ready improves the chances of your new relationship having success. And, that's what it is. and if your kids aren't ready, they may sabotage the relationship mm. or reject the new partner or even you. Mm-hmm. So if they feel jealous or threatened by the attention you're giving to the new love, they may act out behaviorally and shut down depressed. So what that tells me is that you need to read your children. Mm. So if you do gradually introduce somebody into their lives, you've got to look at how they're behaving. Mm. What are they saying? What are their attitudes? What's their body language? I know you might not understand all that at the time, but that's why we're discussing it now. You need to look at all those things to help you to see, all right, maybe it's not right. Maybe I'll pull back and discuss this with my kids a bit more before reintroducing you again. Do you know what I mean? Don't just go gung-ho and because you think we've spent 10 minutes, oh, well, that's fine then. We'll, next time we'll do half an hour now or whatever it is. Mm. Don't get me wrong. But you need to look 
at your kids and how they're reacting to the situation. And if they're not, if it's not boding well, it means you need to slow down. And then also, slow, when when mm-hmm. when doing this, you know, draft a parenting plan with divorced parents. That's the first thing they've got to do, the parenting plan and what's expected from that. But um, this counsellor says they suggest waiting until the new relationship has been a committed relationship of at least nine to 12 months. Mm. And even nine to 12 months isn't a long time, it's beautiful listeners. It's not long, man. Come yeah. On, and that's on. after the divorce is over. So you've got that interim of when the, you was going through the divorce. So that, that says no, no partners until the divorce is finalised. And if you are planning on embarking on a relationship with someone before you're divorced not even contemplating bringing them into the family circle and then also waiting at least nine to 12 months after divorce to bring that person or integrate them gradually into the family. So many parents resist this recommendation Mm. and she says, explain that this gives everyone time to adjust to the new parenting schedule and the children have time to grieve the loss of the family mm. as they knew it. Mm. Furthermore, if your new relation doesn't, relationship doesn't work out, it will be another loss for the kids, especially if they have become attached to the new partner. So that makes such valid sense, it, doesn't it? It makes absolute sense. But, you know, nine to 12 months, grieving, when you grieve, yeah. it can last, it can last so much longer than that. Yeah, you know, so I, 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 you know, it might take longer than nine to twelve. But the thing is, don't forget, even though, even though the they're grieving the family as it was, so that's Mm. probably everyone in the family home. Parents may be separated, but it speaks of the parenting plan. So they're in place. Maybe they're co-parenting. Parents has them every other weekend or in that situation, then they become accustomed. The youngsters become accustomed to that. Still seeing both their parents, so. But then bringing someone else into that equation and after a very short period of time, what happens if that relationship breaks down? They've got to deal with two relationship breaks down. That's what it's it's highlighting. But also a parenting plan is dealing with the parents that attach to the children. Yes, exactly. That's not, as you're saying, about the person that's coming into that relationship. No, it's about the two parents and co-parenting, them working on... them having exactly. every other weekend and on mm. your other weekend when you don't have the youngsters see your see your new love interest but, but the, do not introduce them to the children yeah, but that's the problem that time. That sometimes that, that unfortunately sometimes as it said this parents don't always listen to that yeah they call parent and then they try to introduce the other because they feel that you know it's important for this new person to like their kids because if if you don't like my kids, then it's going to be a problem. So they try to get it, do it as early as possible. Just wait. But like you're saying, it's important. No, you know, you've got to wait. Because like you said, it's that. The, this is a process. Mm. Children go through a process as adults go through a process. Mm. But their process might be slightly skewed with because they don't have all the emotional tools to deal with everything that they're seeing. Yeah, they go through loss as well. Help them to get through it. They're going through loss of the family, the loss of the mum and dad being together, the loss of the love between the parents. So they're going through a lot as well. And I think a lot of the time, beautiful listeners, let us know what what do you think. Give us a call oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three. That's oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three. Because a lot of the time, young people or children that are experiencing that. They often go overlooked. The parents are there squabbling or fighting, or maybe they're not squabbling and fighting, 
but just the the idea of those parents not being together and having to work through the whole divorce, the settlements or whatever <clears throat> can be a nasty business. And the youngsters, the, the children don't even get a say. They don't even well, get a say who they go it, with, it, so on. Yeah, because I remember you know. be, being a kid myself. I can go back to my own experience, like, you know. And I remember, you know, one day my, my real dad was there, then he was gone. Mm. And next thing you know, a few years later, my stepdad came into the picture. Mm. But it was about their relationship. It wasn't necessarily about our relationship with him. Do you know what I mean? And there's a lot we didn't know. And it, it turns out that there was a lot we didn't know yeah. regarding how he would behave and how he came across. Um, and and so it can be difficult in that mm. sense because, as I said, the, the, the partners coming in, the kids initially might see something that is roses and sunshine but that's not always yeah, but what's they don't the like, like the young girl that, with the woman sat in her seat she this, sits next to her dad so she's going to be go. resentful of that woman for that that's and they and and i think yeah. sometimes that's the that's the issue that because it's a new relationship for that particular person and they're, they're into, just thinking of themselves yeah, not the kids there you go they're into that relationship so a lot of the little things that that need to be addressed yeah. and not always addressed. And it's not always the big things that parents see. It's the little things that mm. they miss. Like the youngster going up into his room and closing his door. Or the, like you said, a woman sitting on, 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 on the chair or the other one uh, snuggling up to the partner. To them, that's a little thing. But to that child, that's a it's mass. Huge, that's yeah. huge. So it's, it's, it's being balanced. The child saw it's it as gross. Being, thank you. She didn't see it as lovey-dovey as they yes. were seeing it. She there saw it as go. gross. So they see it differently. And just like yeah. that boy, he's upstairs. He's, I'm angry. So the dad's not seeing, oh, he's just acting out. No, he's angry. And then that causes other issues. Because it's not being addressed. They don't see it. Yeah. It's, they don't see it. Yeah. So beautiful listeners, what are your thoughts? Give us a call. 07895 134713. That's 07895 134713. <laughs> It's 1-3-4-7-1-3. I forgot the number there for wow, a minute. Wow. And we'll put the, that number into the chat box. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. And we're going to take a quick interlude and then we'll come back with your Stay thoughts. With Stay with us. See y'all in five.
How are you doing, beautiful listeners? And we love the rain today. It was absolutely pouring in London. Sounds right here of Betty Wright. And make me love the rain. chat room be funk how you doing out the Munich and DJ Laro don't forget you can get Laro from 8 till 10 tonight followed by Jay Hope from 10 until midnight so great to see you Maureen on Friday DJ Laro and also giving a big shout out to Mark Philogene out of Bremen Shout out Pele Hoxton at a winner. How up was your Earth Strong Pele? Also giving a big shout out to guest 663 at a Hayes and guest 787 at a Salford. about that we can live through all eternity and we never touch the ground we'll take a chance to ride upon a star to a place that's far away we're kind of doing it like this tonight a bit of everything for everybody sounds right here with D-Train
beautiful listeners that's okay asking ourselves um, beautiful listeners the one for the one that isn't the one (laughs) that is the one that's been divorced or waiting for a divorce and the children are stuck in the middle and that's a question we're asking tonight when is it a good time is it or is it good to bring your children or is it okay to bring your children around a new lover before you get divorced Mm. Um, I think from what we've seen there, I don't think it's a wise idea. Your thoughts, KJB? Well, if, if, I'm just thinking that everybody would have had a routine. Mm. <clears throat> you know, the kids would have had a routine. The couple would have had a routine. Unfortunately, sometimes it happens, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> People get married for life. But we know 
No, no, I don't think so in this day and age. In this day and age, it's not always, it's, you know, complications, uh, life happens. Mm. And sometimes, you know, unfortunately, you try your best and, and it doesn't work out. Um, but then we got to understand that we would have had a routine, the kids would have had a routine. Suddenly they're ripped out of this routine mm. for no fault of their own, placed into two different routines. And then you've got a, a, a new potential partner of either spouse coming in they have their routine mm. and then it, it it gets it can get so sticky <clears throat> yeah complicated yeah for the child not for the, the adults because the adults know exactly what they're doing and that is what steph davis has said online she said simply no it's a painful process all around and they must be given top priority consideration and that's exactly what you're saying there. Orette says, no, why? He or she is not your lover. Give your children a chance to process everything. Stop being selfish. That's just your something talking. I would never deal with someone who puts themselves before the kids. But then in some cases, some people will deal with, they, they want to be put before the, the, the children and the children take second base, don't they? to the new person coming in which is unfortunate as well as i'm saying as adults we we, we got to be aware that what we do mm. has a major 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 effect an impact here yeah. on, on on the children that are involved in the situation yeah um john taylor says you shouldn't <coughs> date anyone until you're divorced know what one of you needs to have standards i have my divorce came Jen and I am still single, not by choice Choice now, though. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so they waited. They have standards. They're still single, but that was a choice of theirs. And Thomas Brennan says, if you are insane and don't want healthy kids, sure. So, yeah. You, you know, sometimes, all, oh, you know, it's good to have standards, but sometimes I'm assuming when people meet somebody, mm. they meet somebody. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But that's what can happen. You meet somebody and sometimes it's before the grieving process is even finished. Yeah. Um, but if, if that's the situation, like you need to be aware that you have children mm. who are, 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 are like susceptible at that time. Do you know what I mean? And anything can push them over the edge. Mm. So you've got to be aware that your, your actions will will meet consequences if you don't think about what you're doing absolutely so only one brace says first of all how do you have a lover while still married and that is very true you're still married until those divorce papers are finalized and yes you're still that person so you don't want to sully yourself and there was a whole conversation regarding that because um roxana said sometimes the marriage is over long time and they look for replacement Mm. another lover Mm. before divorcing Mm. then Mm. only one i won't say that online (laughs) i won't say that on air should i say but he calls the woman a name Mm -hmm. or the person a name she Mm. says sometimes the marriage is over before it's over like the guy i was with he's out and about whining and dining other women and not giving me what I deserve. I up and left for another man, and I feel no shame in it. So, mm. you know, but we can't hear anything about the children in this mm. conversation. Do you notice that one? It says, good mm. for you, hope it pans out well, but as the new guy, I'd watch you with a side eye because you can't be trusted. 
And yeah, I do say um, the thing is her fella was out doing the dirty as long as he was aware of it, as long as he was aware it was over and they both moved on, no side eye would be needed. But they were both still married. That's the point, right? But this, we're talking about a reflection of society. This, some of the comments are just reflecting on what's the, where society is going mm. in the direction where we, where some people are at <clears throat> regarding relationships. A relationship for some people is if, if it's if it's not going, mm. you, you, you move on, yeah, irrespective and leave all the debris <clears throat> behind you. And sometimes we got to understand whatever relationship we're leaving and going to, we're going to leave a bit of ourselves there. But also, we got to understand if there's children involved. Yes, yes. <laughs> if there's children involved, it's a whole different ball game. And a whole different ball game. And more than likely, most of the time, children are involved. Only one Bracey <clears throat> says, but what about the vows? For better or for worse, you'll take it as a joke. This is why plenty dudes will never propose to any woman. Mm. Or she didn't mention her part played in him moving to another woman. She failed her marriage. And she couldn't retain the man. I think that's very harsh. No man goes ring shopping and does all the hassle just to go find another woman unless he's trying to get papers. She couldn't retain a man, then fell for another one. Man, that's something talk. Um, Garden, that's garden, garden tool talk. That's what I'm going to say, garden tool. We can make analogies. And yeah, we, make, we understand what you're saying. Yeah. But that's, that's unfortunately, that's the situation. Uh, men don't go into marriage lightly, nor does a woman. But unfortunately, we know the society now is, is it's, it's shifting, it's changing. Long-term relationships. Which, Are they a thing of the past? I don't think they're a thing of the past, but a lot of people feel that they don't have you to can't have... get married anymore. have to have the bit of paper, they have to get married. They're yeah. happy to stay in a relationship, a long-term relationship. Um you know and have children and and stay in that relationship mm. without a bit of paper without you know they might wear a ring but the ring is not significant uh reflection of the relationship they're in it's yeah. just it's just a sign of a com- a commitment not the commitment um so <clears throat> that's the problem we're having so we're having this conversation and, and i'm not saying that that all is fair in love and war mm. but in any love or any war, there were casualties. The unfortunate thing here, the unfortunate thing about this whole conversation that <clears throat> was had here online <clears throat> is no one spoke about the children. And, and, well, no, that's not true. There were there were comments about comments the about the kids. Mm. The first few were about the mm. kids, and they all said no. And I I agree. Like as the article made the point, mm. wait um, nine to twelve <clears throat> months until you know that the <clears throat> relationship is going somewhere. Nurture the children, co-parent with your ex-spouse, co-parent, work together to still bring a, a, about well-adjusted children. Mm. You may not be living together, but it doesn't mean that you can't co-parent and bring um, children that have high self-esteem, don't feel think feel that they were the cause of the separation as well because this is something that happens in that those cases mm. as well they don't feel guilty about all those things mm. and wait if you're going to move on with someone new keep that in the background and that that per, that new person will understand and wait until you have both also um made a solid foundation and then introduce them slowly slowly to the children so 
they can take time to get to know that person as well as, you know, grow in that kind of sense. So, beautiful listeners, it's a touchy subject, mm, isn't it? It is. Uh, I just, just one more, I can just add one more thing. I know you covered it beautifully, but we got to understand as well that <clears throat> the kids are a reflection of you. So, mm. whatever relationship you bring to your child, that's the relationship they're going to feel that their lives may be based on and that's Ooh. how they're going to view well, a will. partner or, pers- yeah. pers- or a spouse so just yeah. be aware of that as well absolutely absolutely children a reflection of us so true so beautiful listeners a lot to be thinking about there okay and we, like we say we know that we do touch on taboo subjects and it was one on family tonight and separation and what to do in that case and really at the end of the day it's about thinking of the the youngsters because they are families as they say are building blocks of society mm-hmm. be it whether we're together or separated mm-hmm. unfortunate if that is the case but doesn't say that things can't work as well wow we've come so close to the end of the evening and i think the next time we will be speaking to you beautiful listeners will be listeners will be on boxing day um it's that time of the year already, 19th of December. Can you believe that? Wow, the year has gone so fast. So giving a big shout out to all of the DJs right here on All Flavours Radio. And um, please do check the schedules. Um, live DJs going out every single day tomorrow. Um, Koi E8, um, Charlie Muir. Please, like we say, big round of applause to um, George Flavours. Great seeing all of you guys on friday look forward to many more times like that so kjb quickly moving on in the sense of our thought for the week because we have really run out of time what is the thought for the week i think i think what should do the top one okay great things happen to those who don't stop believing trying learning and being grateful Mm. so read that again quickly great things happen to those who don't stop believing, trying, learning, and being grateful. Yeah, gratitude is everything, beautiful <laughs> listeners. And we are so grateful for you too um, for locking on right here at allflavorsradio.com. Great things happen to us. We've got to keep believing that the all things are possible. And they are. They really are. We've got to try. Within that belief, we've got to try and learn how to keep trying and believing and then showing gratitude mm. for what comes out of our growth. Every day, every day. And this was said by um, Ray T. Bennett. Ray T. Bennett. I don't know who Ray T. Bennett was, but that was obviously a very great, great quote. quote right there, um, Ray T. Bennett. So, KGB, with that being said, wonderful evening. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Naturally, Lily. I'm just keeping it warm, keeping it warm. (laughs) And bigger and better things for next year, beautiful listeners. So please give yourselves a big round of applause. Thank you always for your time. Thank you always for joining us and being right here in the hot seat with us. So I guess all that we have left to say, KJB, we will see you. Good night all. On the other side. Now take care. Bye. Take care. Thank you.
That I can't fix Cause I can do it in the mix And if your man gives you trouble Just to move out on the double And you don't let it trouble your brain Cause away goes trouble down the drain Said away goes trouble down the drain 